0: Hello, this is Gabby. I'm your host for Mind the Dash podcast. This podcast is for spiritual seekers who are looking for a meaningful and mindful life. In the podcast, you'll hear stories, tips, and techniques to encourage you to live mindfully with the time we have, from the first breath at birth to our last breath at passing, and that dash of time in between. We know that time is a gift, And what if today is my everything? I want to remind you that it matters how we love, how we show up, and how we live our life. It's all about the dash. So I'm glad you're here. Pop in your earbuds. Whether we're taking a walk together or washing the dishes and doing laundry, that's fine. I'm so glad you're here. It's time to Mind the Dash. Hello, today's episode will be a conversation. I'm so happy to introduce you to my friend, Marla Beach. Marla is a self-connection coach. She is the creator of the Hunky Dory Connection. Um, She has a podcast. She's got so many great things. I think you will enjoy this conversation. Um, Like me, she's a wife, she's a mom. She has four kids. She says they are leaving the nest faster than she ever imagined. And I recently had the opportunity to participate in one of her camps. I did Camp Connection, and I felt so encouraged by her tools. So I think you'll enjoy this conversation, and all of her information will be in the show notes. It's really just a, a, a get-to-know-you conversation, but I want to I want to learn from others. Um, I thought maybe I'd just share some of the things that were sticky for me and ask you questions of some of the things that you've learned, you know, how, how do you even define mindfulness and what does journaling look like in that practice for you? Hey, well, for me, like
1: mindfulness to me is just paying attention to what I'm thinking and how that makes me feel. So journaling for me actually (laughs) made it so that I paid attention to what I was thinking, but because before When I would like, I would think, try to think things through and figure things out, and and like I would, it just would spin and spin and spin in my head, and I would never come to a conclusion. In fact, it the more it uh, spun, the more it would spin, like the bigger the problem would get. Yeah. And I didn't recognize that until I started journaling, and when I would journal, it like slowed my thought processes down. Mm -hmm. So I could actually see on a piece of paper what I was thinking. And it's not even that I go back and read it. I just, I mean, I guess I have, but not very much. Mm -hmm. But journaling for me slows down my thought process so I can be mindful. Does that make sense? Like you think that your mindfulness needs to happen in your mind. But for me, that is completely opposite. (laughs) Like it just gets it out on a piece of paper and I I just keep writing and writing and writing until it all comes to like a head and I can see exactly what it is. I show up for myself and I can see what like past experiences have taught me, what I want to believe, what I really believe. Mm -hmm. I, I'll write about what I've heard other people say and how do I feel about that? So that's how journaling works for me with mindfulness.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Did you always have a journaling practice? Well, I've always kept a journal, but I don't think that's okay. the same thing. Ah, journal- okay. Keeping a journal is writing down events and things that hmm. happen. And sometimes I put in how I felt, but usually when I would keep a journal, I would do it at night. And so I was too tired to really put too much into
0: it. <laughs> <You're> short <laughs> entries. Yeah. <laughs> I like, yeah.
1: So yeah, I've had journals forever. I've been journaling the way that I journal now for about 12 years where it's, it's different. So I haven't always done it like this, but for about 12 years, I've been journaling and it's made all
0: the difference. Wow. That's amazing. Do you save your journals? And then, you know, I just think it would be a fascinating thing to be able to hand down to our kids one day. I don't know if that's. Yes. And no, like sometimes some
1: things I write in my, in my journaling practice are things that like conversations I'd have with people that I don't really want them to know just in the fact that sometimes when I have like negative feelings about something, a situation, a person, Mm -hmm. you know, like a fight that maybe I'm having with my spouse or anything Mm -hmm. like that. And when I journal about it, it, I realize that it's me and I might write things about them that I realize aren't true.
0: Right. Okay. So
1: do I necessarily want to save those? No, but have I thrown them out? No, some things I have ripped out and thrown away, but Mm -hmm. my favorite thing to do with this is if it's something that I really, really, really want to remember, like something that I'm working through for my business and the wording comes out just right, like for marketing something or other, I'll put a highlight next to it. Or if I come to a conclusion about something that I've tried to figure out for a long time and finally it makes sense, then so I just keep a yellow highlighter and I just put a stripe next to it. Okay. So... When I go through and get rid of stuff that I don't really want anybody else to see, I don't get rid of the ones that have the yellow highlights. And it's not like I highlight my wording. I just put a a strip down the side of it.
0: Right. That's cool. Okay. So I have two journaling stories that I wanted to share with you Oh, cool. from my personal experience. So I was never a journaler. I was always scared of actually just my penmanship. I was always very intimidated by my scribble, scrabble, um, messy, not the greatest speller, you know, all of those kinds of things, because my mom was a engraver and she had beautiful penmanship. And so if I ever needed to like write anything, a birthday card, you know, I would just hand it over to my mom and let her write that. So I was always really intimidated, like, oh, I don't want to I don't want to capture that, you know. So yeah. I had to get over that. I remember in junior high, we ha- I had a teacher who encouraged journal writing. And so we had our little spiral notebook. And really, I don't know. I mean, I I'm now 49 and I'm just trying to go back through life, like like what did I believe that? What what where was, you know, where did yeah. these mindsets and beliefs come from? But I remember struggling to write to write something down and the invitation was you can write i don't know what to write mm-hmm. in the entire journal but you just have to have the pen in your hand you just have to put you know something on the paper and so i had a whole semester where i would just write i don't know what to write because that was that was allowed that wouldn't be judged or wrong because she said i could do that you know, yeah. it seems so silly now. And that was my junior high mind, but some, you know, I've had to really <laughs> come through that journaling process. Um, I love the Kathy Heller, you know, programs that 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 I've done. I think you did me to do this. Yeah. Did yeah. You and do abundant ever after. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. And so I had stacked abundant ever after 12 week program on top of the journal on top of excuse me on top of that book as well and some really fascinating things as I'm going through this whole transformation process started coming out in my writing and I was surprised and I actually probably broke the Julia Cameron rule of sharing some stuff that came out of my morning pages because it was such a revelation and I could really see this evolution and I had just lost my mom. And this was a process of just really healing and and a lot of, um, I guess, encouragement coming out that I felt like maybe I needed or I wanted. So I just kind of encouraged myself on the, on the paper yeah, <laughs> and um, was able to share it with some, some ladies. And it seemed like what was coming out was just encouragement for moms through this journaling yeah. So I've you know kind of highlighted like you said you know you highlight a certain one out of this whole spiral notebook. Yeah. Um, so that's been my my journey with with journal with journaling from the sixth grade to you know I don't know what to write to allow. Yeah, myself- that is. It, I
1: believe that is so freeing because it does. It's like no one's going to read it. You mm-hmm. don't even have to reread it. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what you write. I love. I love getting to the end of a line and if I'm in the middle of a word, I just start and it doesn't have to be at the proper place. I don't care about spelling or punctuation. It's just all of that. All of Julia Cameron's teaching about that is so freeing. I love that. Then I also loved what you said when like you were reading it and it all of a sudden had a big revelation. I call those like clutch your pearl moments because I have actually, I've been writing and all of a sudden I'm like, (gasps) oh. I never thought of it like that. And I'm the one writing it. And that's why you're like, wait, what? How does that work? And somebody that's never journaled doesn't like really put it into practice. Doesn't really get that, but it happens and
0: it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is a really, really neat experience. Um, My mother-in-law, she was a journaler as well. And after she passed and she would tell us, she's like, you guys, when you find my journals, you know, when I'm gone, you find my journals, you guys are just going to like laugh. And, (laughs) um, it was kind of interesting to go through. She had maybe, maybe 16 years. Uh, No, no, no. I, maybe not even that, but I can't remember how long these journals were of, of what time captured, um, she had about 16 journals so i don't know how how long they were and it was just a fascinating thing some of the things that she captured for us were some of the stories of the the grandchildren mm. so the stories of my kids that i thought oh i'm never going to forget that but it you forget them and yeah. as i'm reading reread you know reading her journals i i was so thankful that she had captured some of those little stories and things that Mm -hmm. I was like, that's right. You know, and I have five children. So there was, she had quite a few and I went through and just put put little markers of tabs, like, Oh, this story was about this child or, you know, went, went down the list. Um, So I kind of want to also share that experience or have that kind of gift for my kids one day. So that would be a different kind of, that would be a more of of an intentional journal setting as far as how, so there's different ways to journal. I guess that's what I was gonna, um, you know, ask you about the different, Julia Cameron does that whole stream of consciousness journaling, just kind Mm -hmm. of tapping into how we feel and what comes up. And then, yeah, using it if you wanna reread and, Mm -hmm. you know, witness those, you know, um revelations that have come out and you're like yeah. wow really surprising yeah um so what other kind of journaling have you done you you've explained a couple of different ways so yeah. if you want to just talk about different ways that we can approach journaling
1: yeah like it kind of like now that you're talking about it like I have three systems that I teach as I as I teach this whole method, and one of they're connecting to your time, connecting to your life, and connecting to yourself. And the stream of consciousness journaling is the connecting to yourself. Okay. Now I also do what's called connecting to your life, where I keep track of I, I write down moments that I don't want to forget, because you said that in there, like right. you think you're never gonna forget these right. big important moments. And maybe you don't forget like the big moment, but you forget all the little parts of it. (laughs) So another type of that I'm doing right now, I call it my daily memory journal. I just pick one thing from each day. One thing I don't want to forget and I write it down and I've made it into, and it's like a goal that I've done since I turned 50. So for this two years now that I've done it, that I take a pit, some picture of something during the day and write something about it. And I've made these two really big journals about that. But they only have little clips of moments in there. Yeah. So it's not a big deal. It takes me 15 minutes, maybe. And that's if I add a little stamping and try to make it a little bit cute. Like I print off these pictures on a home printer that I have, but only like I make them four at a time. So it's not like a big cost. Anyway, yeah. I love doing that because... To me, when you write down a moment of your day, you slow down that moment. It's mm. recorded for somebody else, but in your head, it's, it slows it down. Mm-hmm. Like it makes it stick more and it doesn't just like fly away as fast just because you took the act of writing it down. Yeah. And then this is the thought that came to me while you, when you asked me that all these different ways that I journal. And when I connect to my time, which is the first mm-hmm. part system in my method is that when you plan out your day, like connecting to your time and how you wanna spend your time and do it according to your priorities, you're actually journaling there too, because as you write out what you wanna do during the day, you've given an outline of what you do every Mm -hmm. day. That's Mm -hmm. a form of journaling, right? Yeah. And I hadn't thought of that until just now. So it is actually intertwined in all my systems.
0: That's how important it is to me. There's also, so the setting the goals, I thought there's one I'm, I'm, I'm rattling. My my brain is like spitting because I'm thinking, Ooh, I'm going to be 50 in December. I'm going to start that. And you know, just start that, that seems like an amazing one to just go back and be able to capture one event. I've also seen one thing that I've done in one of my journaling practices is setting the, the intention for the day Mm -hmm. and connecting to the feelings that I want to feel and just kind of pausing in that moment energy, if you will, of like feeling feeling a certain way and then setting a goal and reminding myself, what is my purpose? Mm -hmm. And the cost of even not showing up in my purpose, like, what does that mean um, if I don't do this? So um, the other- actually
1: part of one of the, I teaches this whole class called Camp Connection, and one of those is just what you just said, is um, you look forward for your day and you decide how do I want to feel in this situation, how do I want to show up, how do you know what is my intention for the day. So yeah, I totally I love all that.
0: Oh, that's so cool. The the. Yeah. Um you know, I shared with you that I had like maybe these 12 little essays of this progression that I was going through for this, you know, those 12 weeks. Yeah. And um, I was thinking about putting them into a book or a journaling process for mothers. Oh. Now I was sharing with a friend of mine and one of the struggles is not allowing ourselves the time. It It does take time to Find the find the journal, find the pen, you know. To then sit down and so, would you? How do you help women? Do you, do you have any encouragement for? I think most of my audience, at least the way that I would say that I share, because I can relate so much to being a mom and you know, all of a wife and a mom and and all of from that aspect, just having time to allow ourselves, Um, I call this part self care.
1: Yeah. And,
0: you know, you mentioned there's this, that's a compound word. So there's the self part. And then there's the care part. We're pretty good at the care, take a nap, get your nails done, but it's been the the self-discovery through journaling that has been a huge thing. Yeah. So when someone needs self-care, just the time, what's your encouragement to like starting a journaling practice? Like where to move? Aha. What's your encouragement with that? It's hard to start.
1: <laughs> it is hard to start, but at the same time, it's like when you decide that you love yourself and when you do that and take care of yourself in the way that you need to, like when I started showing up for myself and I didn't realize I was doing this at the time, I just started, I wanted to reach my goals better. I wanted to be a better mom. I wanted to, you know, do all these things and I wanted it all to fit in. So I started getting up earlier and that's when I started doing the journaling practice. But by doing that... And when I started connecting to myself, I started to learn to love who I am and connecting with who I am. And because of that, I show up different for my kids now. Like I'm still the same me, but before Mm -hmm. I would take it, I would just be like, what do you need? How can I do what you need me to do? What, you know, where can I show up? What do I need to do? Now it's like, how do I use who I am to give them what they need in Mm -hmm. my way, not in like what people are telling me to do. Does that make sense? It's, it seems like a small little tweak, but it has meant everything. So that's how I encourage people to do it is that I try to teach you how to learn to love yourself. And Mm -hmm. then because of that self care, you give yourself, then you give yourself to other people, not just your time, you're giving Mm -hmm. who you are. And that changes everything. And it, and you take care of both parties in that in that way. You're not like being selfish and just only taking care of you. Right. You're strengthening you so you can be better for others.
0: Yeah. That's how
1: I that's how the encouragement comes is because people then you you just naturally want to do it, I think, when you learn to love yourself
0: first. Right. And that's that's a big realization. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least it has been for me. Yeah. And I love like the two things that I I was thinking about was the phrase, you know, change your relationship with yourself. You change your relationship with everything else. Yeah. And that is really good. Um, Yeah, I was recently on two planes and the reminder of like, if the oxygen mask comes down, you know, put it on yourself first and then, you know, help somebody else. So it is so much for a woman who is taking care and, you know, any kind of caregiver role, right. To make sure that we are filled and, you know, able, you know, I I usually have a saying like, you can't give what you don't have, you know? So just to really take that love and allow ourselves that time to fill up so that we can show up. Yeah. The, and i have also seen like
1: through the women that I work with that, um, it's not just like young moms that need to do this. It's like, there's so many different seasons of our life that there's this transition of time where you have to shift from what you, you know, it took a while to learn how to do something. And then here it is shifting again. And it goes on and on and on with all these different shifts. Like the things that I've taught, I've found that it works with, moms that are just learning to be young moms, moms that are learning to be moms of teenagers, moms that are becoming empty nesters. And then I was even shocked when I was teaching a lady that was um, just going into retirement and she was a psychologist and she worked with, you know, she was a therapist and all these things, but she needed to be reminded how important it was to connect with who, again, who she is and what she's transitioning, like how she's moving on to the next season right. and just slowing down and making those connections. I just, it's important through our whole entire life.
0: I guess, you know, I, I'm seeing what, what you're saying. I'm recognizing that, you know, we we do have this evolution of, of our ident- identity mm-hmm. because our roles change, you know, in motherhood yeah. and in life and how so we have to keep going back to that discovery of self and yes. tapping back in because it, we, we are very complex creatures. <laughs>
1: we are. And we have experiences like in every single season of our life that gets us ready for the next one. Yeah, But we don't always appreciate it and look at it. And that's why, again, why writing things down help us to come, you know, to connect with that more.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that. so I've I've really enjoyed your emails oh, and you. I think you're you're a great writer and I really connect I mean I really connect with the format, what you say, your little quotes and your challenges. And so i I was just wondering kind of if I'm going to switch to a, a business question okay the business the business portion. Um, what has been like you said, we take what we are past experiences and things that we've learned. So how was that transition for you? You had mentioned you were a seamstress for close to 30 years or more. Yeah. And so then kind of switching again, that identity, that role, and but using what you have learned from the past, was that a hard switch for you? Because I'm recently going through that too. Like, you know, just in that transition. I know it's, it, it is hard. Like I, I love
1: the things that I've learned, like as being a seamstress and it leaded, it led me in, well, first of all, it made it so that I could be home with my kids as they were little and growing. And I just kept adding to my storehouse of what I knew how to do, you know, just learn mm-hmm. new things that could uh, do that. But then like, I wanted to, I, I always get into all these, so many different things. And I learned about these travelers notebooks. I'm like, I don't have time to add one more thing and but it kept nagging and nagging and nagging at me so i started making travelers notebooks for myself and because i am a seamstress like i could de- i designed them how i wanted them exactly mm-hmm. how i wanted them and so then i started feeling this pull to sell them and my my oldest had just left home and so i was like okay maybe i can start trying this new thing so i started selling those And then that evolved into where I was learning all the stuff we've been talking about, like keep, you know, learning my priorities and um, writing down the things that were important to me every day and keeping track of those moments and then journaling Mm -hmm. the self connection part. And so I started keeping all those things in these traveler's notebooks. And then I started feeling pulled to teach that kind of stuff. And so I was juggling my traveler's notebook business and trying to teach this and do all those kinds of things. And now I've transitioned into where I can't, I can't do both. It takes too much of my time, even though I now only have one of my kids left at home and he's about, I'm about to be an empty nester. He's leaving. He'll be leaving here in the end of this school year. Mm -hmm. So everything just transitions a little bit at a time. That's what I found is that I have to not really decide on what the outcome is going to be. This is hard for me. Cause I like to be an outcome-based person. I'm like, I want to know exactly where I'm going,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: that's what I'm learning through all this is like, okay, Hey, okay, I'm just going to trust the process and I'm going to start where I feel pulled to. So when I let go of sewing travelers, notebooks full-time, that was really hard. Like, if you were one of my followers at that time and watched, I was like ball when I would talk about it. Like, I'm gonna not be doing this all the time anymore, and I'm really <laughs> sorry.
0: <laughs>
1: but I knew that it was what I was supposed to do. That's what helps is when you know why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. So that's how I've moved through it, and now I'm just opening up my shop a couple times a year to sell those travelers' notebooks because I still love them. And I love that it holds all of our, the systems because you can yeah. move things in and out that are more personal, but I just feel this pull to, to teach what I, what I teach, you know, I just mm-hmm. think that there's a lot of importance in there that, you know, a lot of people I talk to have never heard of any of these things and they right. want to start. And so I would like to teach and because it's made such a difference for me.
0: Yeah. I love it. The, the little, one of my like, I do have a journal that I shared with one of my daughters. Oh, um, and I just thought it was a fantastic thing. I realized once she was getting to be maybe around the age 10, 8, 9, 10, it was, it was so many reasons to like start this little composition notebook, you know, like the the black and white little marbled one. And yeah, yeah, I've got a lot and, of those. <laughs> yeah, I love those. And you know, I would, I would write something. Sometimes it would just be a scripture or a quote or a note, or just, I felt like I was in junior high where I would do the bubble letters, and, you know, and, and markers and stuff. And then I would just ask her a question and then I'd slide it under her door and it would be a real, uh, like a secret, a secret notebook, you know? Oh, I and love that. it really was interesting because it felt like sometimes it's easier to ask mom a question you know, on the piece of paper and like run away, you know, send, send the notebook and then run away. And then it was just really good to, to like get the question um, and then be able to kind of process that without a, you know, a big what or a reaction. And then just like yeah. really kind of slow down. It does. It makes you slow down. And then once you're seeing something written on paper, you want to, you know, recognize is this, you know, you, once you see it, like you see it written black and white, you know, is this true? Yeah. Is this, is this really what I want to say? Um, I don't know. It was really sweet. It was cute. It was her little pictures of, um, you know, yeah. I think we we were able to talk about things as she was like starting to mature, like the first bra, things like that. It was, it was Perfect. really kind of cute, but it was, I love um, it. we have later, like, she reread it like she's she's now a mom and she you know she's she's grown obviously and a mom of herself and it's just been really fun to kind of have had that little snapshot in capture so that's just another way of doing yeah that connection time um and leaving that legacy or ideas notes for for the for our kids
1: that is so sweet I love that I've he- kind of heard of that before but I don't think I've ever talked to someone that like followed through with it I never did. And I wish that I would have. I think that is a beautiful thing. What a great, oh, what a
0: sweet keepsake. Oh, I love it. It it was, it was really sweet. Um, so, you know, just I I think journaling, I think since I found the ones that my mother-in-law, she left us how impactful, um, just to have those, it's been something on my heart to do to just really, even if it was one specific love letter, you know, on their birthday for their, for their yeah. year, you know, for their life that I would have. And even from my perspective through the years of kind of watching them and witnessing them, I thought that would be a way, a way to, um, also again, leaving that legacy or that connection. I've, you know, I've lost both my, my mother-in-law and father-in-law and my mom and my dad and my granny wow. and the last three very recently. So I, am wow. I, it's like really, uh, you know, huge for me to kind of be now in this transition. I think it sounds like we're very similar. My youngest, I have one at home. He's yeah. eighteen and a senior this year, so the yeah, end of the 20. school year, it'll be like, wow, what this is new, this is different. There's a new season
1: <laughs> for us, right? It is. Yeah, and I just lost my. I well, my dad passed away a year ago, oh. and he didn't write. He was really good at um keeping family family history in dates and dates and places mm-hmm. but to get him to write a story was like forget it everyone tried to get him to tell his story and like stories of his childhood and all that and and he didn't mm. and so yeah it's kind of been in the uh, and then my mom does the exact opposite she writes pages and pages every night she's like if you guys just want to burn my journals when I die it's fine and I'm like <laughs> no we're not gonna burn your journals right <laughs> you know but it 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 is interesting that when somebody passes and you've had three very recent ones, it's it's more yeah. difficult than you think it's going to be. And to have something to connect with them right. with is right. huge. And I wanna I want to leave that yeah. whether they look at them or not. At least it's there and they can connect right. with me whenever yeah. they want.
0: Where do you go for inspiration? Mm. Like as a creative, as a sharing.
1: Well, I have like I have favorite podcasts that I like to listen to and they kind of change. Like in the beginning I'd listen to more of the ones that were giving business tips. Um, then it's shifted to people that are more um mindfulness type mm-hmm. type things. Um, what I really to get inspiration right now, a lot of the times I I love learning about how my brain works and how it like tries to like keep me safe by telling me that you don't need to do that and learning the difference. So I love learning about that, but my ultimate source to, um, to feel encouraged and uplifted is I, I have a strong belief in God and I believe that he has helped me all along the way. Like he Mm -hmm. sends me peace when I feel crazy. <laughs> and so I dedicate a lot of my time in the morning. I I do between 2 and 3 hours of journaling and I call it my daily devotional where I spend time studying in the scriptures and praying. Mm-hmm. And, and I also do meditation. That's really helped too. So all of those things combined is where I go for
0: inspiration and help. Wow, that that is great. That's great. That sounds a lot where my my anchor. How about you? Yeah, the same um, yeah. in definitely being like in the word, having something to focus on a lot of the meditation. And it's been interesting to kind of even infuse both of those together. That's been yeah. something that's been different for me. Um, I love yoga. And oh,
1: I love yoga too. Yes. Learning.
0: And I, I don't know if it's because I'm at this new phase of transition or, you know, going to hit 50. That I'm so interested, like you, like well, where do these beliefs come from? The mindset and and learning yeah. that that everyone is having these realizations at this. I'm like, I, you know, you just think it's it's I am I'm the only one, but yeah. it's, it's it's just so I want to learn from it. so that just has piqued my curiosity. Like, well, there's other people that have gone through this process as well. And they've had these realizations and maybe they've had these for decades. I mean, like, I didn't know that this was a thing. So now I want to learn from others. I just got Terry Cole's new book on the boundary boss, been reading (laughs) Jenny Brown's stuff, you know, so I'm, I'm just learning. I mean, this new season of learning for me. Yeah. Give me all the books, all the books, (laughs) Yeah, all the books else that I had on here for notes. Or do you have any questions for me? Or should I have asked anything that I didn't ask the acronym that, that I wanted to highlight was the curiosity or no compassion, which we we talked about um, having that for ourselves and for others Um, humor, which is um, probably going to be my next little mini episode for um, my podcast. Good optimism, uh, curiosity, with oh intuition curiosity and self-expression so Mm -hmm. i think journaling it really hits so many of those aspects it does you mean um definitely the self-expression and again just knowing that connection to self yeah what was that
1: intuition too intuition Yeah. your, your letters i think intuition comes out when you
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode that mindfulness does not always happen in the mind and to utilize the mindful practice of journaling. I'm only two days in, but I was so encouraged by this conversation that for my 50th birthday that I've decided to keep the daily memory journal. And I just love the way that she says it, it makes it a little bit of sticky. It makes your memory a little bit sticky so that it's not so fleeting. Here are some takeaways from today's episode. Number one, journaling can slow down the thought process so you can be mindful. Number two, allowing self-care is a win for everyone. You can go from how do you need me to how do I use who I am to give them what they need? If we can love ourselves with self-care, then we can give more of ourselves better, not just our time. Number three, you can see what you're thinking when you write it down. Number four, shifts happen. You will need to reconnect with yourself through different seasons. Trust the process. Lean into what you feel pulls you. And number five, build an ultimate source of encouragement by a strong connection with God and with scripture. That's all for this episode. Until next time, Mind the Dash.